In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me is uh, my washed-up 90s superhero, the one, the only. I feel just like a local god when I'm with the boys. I do what I want. Yes, I'm Travis Ratz here. I love that there's a song for every for every occasion, Travis. Do you know that? That's a deep cut. Do you know? Do you know that? I don't. I I don't. It's a tough one. Um, This song was a very '90s artist uh, uh, group featured in a very '90s movie. Is it in Train Spotting? No, it's in Romeo and Juliet's. Ah. Okay. By um, Baz Luhrmann. By Baz Luhrmann. This, the band is Everclear. The song mm. is Local God. I don't, I don't know that one. You know I don't what? Know that people sleep on I like Everclear, people though. People sleep on Everclear. I, like Everclear. I think Art, whatever his name is, is... Yeah. Alexius? Alex, Alexi? Something like that. Oh, now you just set off my whole house. Alexi Lawless. <laughs> Alexi Lawless. Also a 90s, also a 90s God. Hi, um, Josh. Uh, what would you like to yeah. turn off? Turn off the lights, Art. Alex, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, we got it. All right, so on the Comic Exposure Podcast, we talk graphic novels or trades, or we do a variant episode. You, my friends, are on a comic book club episode. It's like a book club, except we read a comic book, and we're not Oprah, and we may not have as intelligent conversations as other people, but I think they're pretty intelligent. Can I ask you a question, a side note, Josh, and this is between you yeah. and I, so I'll, I'll turn off the, the recording. Yeah, so soon. just pause. Because I don't want to seem insensitive or like not yeah. in the know. Does Oprah still have a show? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Like she's like, she's not in the zeitgeist at all. I don't think anymore. I No, I'm probably making a reference to something that anybody who's not our age, who listens to this is going to be, I don't, they don't understand it, but you get a podcast and you get a podcast and you get a podcast. Okay. I'm going to, so, I'm, I'm going to hit record again. Okay. Yeah. So we're back on, on there. Yeah. Like an Oprah, yeah, yeah. Oprah book, Oprah Winfrey book club. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But with comic books. So, the book that we're reading this week is an image comic <laughs> called Local Man, written, created and written by Tim Seeley and Tony Fleeks. It is uh, part art. Tony Fleeks does some of the art. Uh, Tim Seeley does some of the art. They do both do some, some cover work. There are parts of the story that are happening currently, and then there are parts of the story that are the flashbacky 90s image comic book style. And so in the last episode... The variant edition, Travis and I had a very 90s image conversation about 90s image comic books in preparation for you to listen to this episode. So you could be in the right mind frame. So I hope you listen to us blather on about 90s image comics a little bit and try to have a highbrow conversation about the most not highbrow highbrow conversation, uh, most most non-highbrow comics uh, that came out at that time. Um, But... Local Man is this exploration, Travis, of a kind of washed out 90s action superhero from a very image comics-like team. Like, yeah, like the... the like, like Youngblood or Wildcat. Yeah, Cat. an amalgamation. Like if you had to like pick an amalgamation, the, the group is called Gen 4? Fourth, oh, gen? No. fourth gen? Fourth, fourth gen, gen or Gen? Fourth gen. Fourth gen. Fourth gen. 
right? Yep. Uh, fourth gen, which is an amalgamation of like Wildcats and Youngblood and Wetworks and Cyberforce yeah, and like, Gen 13, um, Wildstorm. It's a, it's a stand-in for all of those, all of those sort of stories, right? Yeah, and, or all those properties. And some of those things ran for hundreds of issues and sometimes they would try something and it'd be like, this is the new team and it'd run for like five and it'd be done. Right? Yeah. So this series takes a look at <clears throat> what happens afterwards, kind of. What, what happens first... when Grifter uh, uh, yeah. is no longer part of Wildcats? Or <laughs> Cannonball? No, what's his name? Uh, the He was an X-Men. He looks really like the X-Men with the two swords. Isn't that an X-Men? Who am I thinking of? Well, I know you, uh, Cannonball is the he's the guy who's not like, Cannonball though, but it's the guy he had the Shatterstar. Shatterstar. He looks like Shatterstar. He's wearing like a Shatterstar costume. I think that is but, a a, a uh, one of those guys' creations, like yeah, Eiffel or he, someone. Yeah, he looks like Shatterstar, but he also has the power of uh, um, Bullseye from speaking Daredevil. Of, speaking of nineties grunge songs, it sounds like you just wrote one. She yeah. looked like Shatterstar, but she had a outfit of Bullseye. <laughs> Perfect. She likes Lee Perfect. for me. <laughs> she <laughs> likes she likes Jim Lee. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, drops of Jupiter. Uh, so, um, this this story really is sort of like he, a disgraced member of this team, goes back home to kind of like start over. Meets his he's ex. Kick, he's kicked out of his team. Kicks out of the team. Sees his ex girlfriend and initially for me i thought the comic was going to be about what's it like to to redeem yourself the deconstruction of a superhero and, and, or yeah. like how is it to redeem yourself without being a superhero right? right like what do you do after you're done being a superhero but this is a much more comic booky tale right, right? so and, and not I what i expected I, I, but still good still good well and also not not treading completely new ground Right, the no. idea of a disgraced superhero going back and having to live as a human being, a, a normal yeah. human being, not treading new ground. But I think the rub on this, and I think the 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 get on this is that '90s image image throwback. It's the sense yes. of like, hey, yes, this is a disgraced superhero that has to figure out how to be a normal human being again, but also use his superpowers for good. However. We are going to give you so many nods, both visually, yes, and just direct reference wise to '90s image comics. Yes, like, and it's the, not it's it's not knockoffs. It's not like wild torn. It's no, yeah. we, they get because it's an image comic book. They get to use Wildcats, the Authority, right. and all this stuff. Yeah. So, I Travis, as as we're reading this, I think one of the interesting things that this book does and you and I before we went on we talked about you know um did we you know there was a there's at the the story is told into every issue is told in two parts yeah every issue is told in the sort of here's where we're at right now modern day and then there's the image comics page with like the write-ins and and the the little back matter and then, and we should they, say this: this is just dropping in volume right now. We are yes. reading this before it drops in volume one, so we read this in single issues. So we can't speak on right. the format that the volume is going to take. 
But Josh is speaking on the single issues format. Yeah, and then the single issues, what happens is you get a, like, what is it? A, a five-page, six-page story at the end, which is an old issue of the comic book. And so it's a very interesting way to tell the story that, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, instead of a flashback in the middle of the story, all of our flashback really ends up being the pages of a comic book. Right. At the end of it, which yeah. you need to kind of get the d- detailed nuance of the next issue of Local Man. Because, yes, and to kind of understand the relationships between all of these characters. For example, let's, let's give an example in this. Okay, so our, 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 our story follows, it's called Local Man, but it follows a 90s image superhero knockoff character um, cross jack cross jack whose name is xavier something say whatever it is um and so an example what josh was talking about is in one episode like uh we're talking about he's back in his local uh hometown everyone's talking about how he left his hometown and how uh, they had built a recruitment center in there. And you're kind of like, oh, okay, I- I'm picking up on that. I-, I get what you're saying. But they don't go into the detail with it during the main story. But then the story ends, and you get to see a flashback to when Crossjack like, gets recruited, the moment he gets recruited yeah. in there. And so you're like, oh, that's that makes sense based on what you said there. So those end stories... I mean, you you could tell this whole comic without those end stories, and it would still it would still make sense and play in a certain way. I yeah. think it's those end stories that really they really give it its flavor, man. Yeah. It really sets it in that '90s feeling because you get to see all of these characters in their costumes, right? Like you get the oh man, what's the the Bible guy? I don't know his stupid name. Uh, like, uh, Commando Crucifix or Camo uh, Crusader, Camo Crusader, right? Like they are so over the top, like neon. And, and this is sort of the, what ends up being the sort of the reason he, the reason he thinks he's kicked out, right? The love triangle between camo crusader, neon and cross Jack. Right. And neon, there's even an explanation why her costume is so skimpy. Yeah. Right. Like, which is great. Her skin, her skin absorbs the light, which is why she has to wear this. But then she also tells him like, it also gives me like a split second. Yeah, like, and that makes sense to me. And I'm like, part. oh yeah, yeah, that's a fucking a, a great defense of that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna file it in the back of my head. <laughs> if I have yeah. to write a character that's like, why is she in a loincloth? Well, you understand, it gives her a split second advantage over her male certain types of male assailants, right? <laughs> um, and then it's just. I think one of the one of my favorite things is in those back issues when you meet both the villain team and the hero team and it just tells you like those image comics would tell you like here's who this person is right like softcore went from gyrating provocatively yeah. in music videos to heeding the call to action when an industrial accident coated her skin with an impenetrable polymer right like just just and how on so point are goofy. they with the original 90s character type image they're they're so, so on point just so especially the commando uh what was the name camo commando camo commando like his design is very much 90s image comics right we've got to do this i mean he looks like the rip claw guy there was a guy who's a rip claw knockoff from uh wild cats or Wildstorm or one of those yeah and there's all of these things that i think are just it's so on the nose 
but it works so well, but it's not satire, right? Yeah. Like, no, I they're, think, they're, I compel think... they're compelling in their own way without having to know anything about that. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the important parts about this book is, is we're telling the story of, you know, uh, cross Jack coming back home, being disgraced, but then he gets wrapped up into saving his city. Right. Because there's evil experiments going on um, by camo crusader who's trying to steal the powers of former heroes and stuff like that. It's a whole underground sort of diabolical plot that he gets wrapped into that I did not see coming. That is not what I thought this, this comic yeah. book it, was going to be. It had more intrigue than I thought for the first. Well, it also issues. kind of, it very subverted. It subverted my expectations of this being what you said at first, the deconstruction of nineties comic books. And yeah. it's not, it is using the nineties comic book tropes to tell this story. Yeah. And it's, and it's not satire. It's not, I mean, it is poking at it, but you know, no, it's not, I know I wouldn't call it satire either. Very good. That's a very right. good distinction, Josh. I mean, it is like, it's an homage and it's also, it, it is a kind continuation. of how, it's, it's right. It's happening and alongside it's how silly it is. I mean, you can see like, but there's a love in that silliness, right? Yeah. It's not satire for the sake of taking something down a peg. It's kind of like a loving, so like, elbow to the ribs to 90s comic books, let's talk know? speaking of that i think one way to exemplify that is let's talk about one of these plot devices that you used yeah. to see all the time in 90s image comics but it works better here and that is the love triangle extramarital affair yeah that before 90s image comics or 90s comics i'm not saying they were the first to do it because i just don't know the history of comics that well but all of a sudden, you started seeing that happen more and more. The idea of an affair in what is considered a kids or teenage medium, right? The idea yeah. that these these holier than thou uh, holier than thou heroes would ever step out of their marriage and have an affair, let alone with a teammate, right? Or yeah. get someone pregnant, you know, whatever it is. And so these things happen like i think gen 13 i didn't read a lot of that but i think that's kind of what that was notorious for was like love triangles between all the characters and things like well, that well it 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 takes like that x-men love triangle right the 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 jean gray wolverine scott summers and then again we talked about on this last episode what we do in the 90s is we turn everything to 11 yeah right so the soap opera nature of the soap opera nature of X-Men, which was a tame soap opera, right? Then you see the soap operas of the 80s where like, oh no, it's someone's babies, this and that. And then again, Image Comics takes that trope and then turns it to 11. Yeah, right? but let's, Image let's Comics, make it more mature. The problem with Image right? Comics in the 90s is because they're pumping shit out so fast, they never like really rationalized those choices. They never right. really made you feel like, oh, this is why he would step out of his marriage. This is why he would betray a friend to do that. And right. and Local Man, I feel like Local Man is an opportunity for... Because both these creators are writers Good. and artists. And both. lovers of 90s comic books. Yeah, so they're both. It, they right? have the writer and artist side to them. Yeah. And it's them going back and it's like if you had a little bit more time to flesh out and... To make the story beats within the yeah. absurdity of the art and in yes. the absurdity of these worlds feel more heartfelt, 
feel like connection. Yeah, I think, and I don't mean this in, I mean, I, I, take it how it is. We said this on the last episode, like the writing in those early nineties comics is not the point of those comics. It's, it's, it's rush. It's sparse. It's, it's sometimes unmotivated. It's, it's, it serves the purpose of letting you see the, the spectacle of the art, right? That's what the point of the writing is. I feel in those early nineties image comics is to just give you a reason why these images, why we're showing you these images, right? It's a very image. It's a, and hence it, you know, ironically or not, image comics is all about the visual of what it looks like, right? Less about the tale we're telling or having it make sense. We went, we went, we talked about this in the last, in the last episode where we went back and read Spawn and reading again, like none of it makes sense. There's like a clock and his powers are ticking down, but then they never talk about and, that for a long time. time. Yeah, time and, doesn't make sense. There's no pacing. Yeah. The pacing is off. Story beats yeah. are off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's just, it's just a reason to give you the images on the page. But this feels like let's sit in that Justify world of 90s it. comics yeah. and let's tell a, a, a story. Let's tell a, 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 a story with purpose or a story that's written for story's sake, not for visual sake. Not that the art isn't good. The, I think the art in here is very good, but that's not the point of this. This isn't splash, splash pages of blood and guts and boobs and, and, and butts, right? Like that's not, that's not the point of this story. although you get that cheeky sort of cake in the, in the back matter. Well, to explain, like we were talking about using that as an example, the affair storyline, I felt that was really well fleshed out when you found out towards the end, like how that worked out, like on that foreign planet where he's like, I can't have kids. I love this woman. Like, will you be with her so we can, you know, so that I can father a child and that for his own nefarious or less than holistic yes. means and you're like oh that is compelling and that's what 90s image comics lack sometimes is being compelling right and i think i i think there are so many comic booky nods in this that you can tell that both of these guys Celia and fleeks really love comic books in the first issue the last page with what's the the bear guy hodad hodad Hod- yeah. it yeah. sounds like hodor from like yeah which basically is a hodor character his that last panel that last page is the last page from spawn number one with the ice cream with the guy killed with all of the ice cream scoops stuck in it he's oh hanging my god, up you're right and that is that panel it is oh the my last god you are page right. from that first spawn what a nice little easter egg find yeah then when you look at the issue two there's the connie chung like news story things that are very much you know that we you know dark knight returns but then stolen again in 90s comics where it shows up again and spawn a lot like the talking heads right like those guys are like oh it worked for frank miller we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna nail this thing to the ground and so it shows up in spawn and it shows up in all these comics and he uses it here and he uses it very well again to kind of talk about where these characters are in the zeitgeist of this world, right? Like there are a lot of like nineties nods in these stories. If you're like, Oh yeah, I, I remember this very much. Um, in the main content, he gives those Easter eggs. And then if you go back and you read this sort of like, you know, nineties comic versions of it, it's just 
spectacularly 90s. Let me ask you this, Josh. What do you think yeah. about their choice of creating a new team, this fourth gen, as opposed to just getting the rights to an already existing team? I, I mean, maybe you're not going to do like a Cyber Force or uh, Wildcats, but uh, there were a ton of them, those those 90s well, teams that didn't strike off. What, here's, what, do, what do you think? Here's what happens. Remember that Wildcats, Jim Lee took all of that back to DC. So That's everything right. yeah. on Wildstorm. Same with Gen 13 as well. Yeah, so everything in that Wildstorm universe is now at DC. So you can't really use any of that. So that takes out, I mean, you could use Cyberforce and you could use Youngbloods because I think those and are both. There were, I think there were like another dozen that we just don't even remember that just right. completely failed. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was... I understand the rights. You're talking about like a rights thing there. Yes, to get the rights to those. I think it. I think because it's done in this style to both poke fun, not fun, but to like use it in a way that sub, that subverts it, not subversive, not that it's a subversive take yeah. on it, but because it's used to subvert it, I can see why you aren't using the original characters, right? I can see why you're not doing There's too much that. attachment to it. There's too much nostalgia right. to it. Right, and, and you and I think... And but then, I think it becomes, like, then it becomes like a reboot or a reimagining sometimes. Right, so. and I think you and I read, we talked about it, We our very first episode is a reboot of an image comic, Profit, yeah. right? Which is a literal sort of like far-flung future, re, not reimagining, but like let's take that character who is this time-traveling thing who there's a bunch of them and let's just tell a different story with three them. different stories. And I think, and I think that works really well there. I don't know that if you, then you're dealing with, you know, something with 50 comics of continuity, you get to make your own continuity here. And I think then I think if you were to do it the other way, you'd have to use existing stories to, to plant this on top of. Mm -hmm. And I think with this, you get to, they get to create their own backstories. Although I think it would be a really interesting experiment to tell modern stories with characters referencing those old 90s comics. I think that that would be a, an interesting like experiment or an in interesting way to use the medium um, where like you would have panels that were flashbacks that were literally panels right. from yeah. those 90s comics. But I think that, that this allows the writers and, you know, to, to, to play with the history in a different way. They get to make their own history, but have it live in this image comics world. You know? Right. Absolutely. And, and I, I do love like, there's a, one of the covers is like local man with shadow Hawk, right? Like <laughs> that, that was great. I thought all oh, the covers, they just let them, they let them have their good old time. There was like a Gundam cover yeah. uh, of it and things like that. But at the same time, I think it's written in a way that even if you weren't around the 90s and you were reading those comic books, that you could still read this for just the, the pure enjoyment of, of what it is on the surface. A disgraced yeah. superhero goes back home and has to make good, right? Local yeah. hero returns home disgraced and has to rebuild his image. Right. Um, and I, I think that's a really I and that's really, a, it, that's an interesting thing too, like rebuilding your image. We're talking about image comics, right? Yeah, like he has yeah. to go home and rebuild his image, which is essentially what the creators are doing. Right, is is sort of rebuilding this image world, and I I think it's a really interesting piece of it. But I also like, and there's so many 
it's such an interesting take that I, I will tell you the one thing that I think I didn't expect, and it's both good and bad because it, it changed my, what I thought the comic was going to be about. It's, it ends this volume one. I really didn't know that this would go beyond one thing. Right. Mm. So the fact that it's going to be another volume or however many issues or whatever it's going to be is interesting because it's setting up, I, I think because it's longer than a mini series of six issues, you have to tell a longer story. And so it takes this turn of this secret mission where they're taking superheroes powers so they can create a weaponized race. Right. And, and that to me is interesting, but not what I thought this story was going to go. So it feels more comic booky mm. than what I thought it was going to be. Same with like the, the, the God seat stuff. And that kind of comes but that, in. But that's to me, like, I can see that that's the part that gets really comic booky. And I expected this to be more of a the washed out superhero yeah. living his life now that he's not that thing. Yeah, like uh like almost in some ways it's not washed out, but like fractions uh Hawkeye. Yeah, right? Like you have this guy who has this this ability and he's just gonna help his local city. And what does it mean to not be able to be a super hero but to be a hero yeah right i think that's an interesting exploration but the comic that this is is more about like let's explore 90s comic books with modern thinking modern mm -hmm. sensibility and all all of that 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 monologue you talked about with uh, justifying the really skippy outfit yes yeah right like let's let's do it in a way that winks and, and loves 90s comics, but let's tell a modern superhero story with it. Yeah. I was not expecting a modern superhero story. I was expecting a deconstructed story of a superhero, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I like what I got. I really enjoyed reading it. I think it's really interesting. I would, I would say, like, you know, check it out. Like, what did you think overall, Travis? What, are, what were your thoughts of well, this, of Cross of, Jack as a hero? One of the things that uh, uh, struck me was, and it flashed me back to one of the things I did not like about Image characters as opposed to DC and Marvel is like, all these teams are working for some sort of organization. <laughs> some government? or yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I remember like not liking that and like, oh, why is everyone like, oh, this these guys are working for the United Nations. These guys are working for the CIA. These guys used to work for the CIA, but the, the CIA still thinks they're working for them, but they're actually working for this person, you know? Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, this gets exhausting. You know, so I did like the exploration of Crossjack as kind of like almost like this mm, disposable puppet in this corporate structure and that's kind of where the seems like the larger story is going to go with yes, his yeah. hometown girlfriend that he's coming back to and the fact that they can uh uh take people's powers and things like that yeah crossjack himself as an individual character felt very reminiscent of that type of character uh i will tell you one of the things that i like i was like oh we're gonna do this and then it became very heartfelt even though it was very like standard down the line is him and his dog relationship. <laughs> I again, you had mentioned it. It very much. It feels very much like that David Aja yeah, fraction, um, fraction yeah, yeah. Hawkeye, right? Yeah. Where that you know, like he like has he, a bow and arrow. Like in the first like five pages, he goes back home and goes and he opens the seat and he's like, 
this dog is still here? How old is this dog? <laughs> <laughs> and then he follows him in issue th- issue three or something like that. And like he becomes a main part of the story. The dog gets superpowers, right? And I really like, again, it's not new, uh, but like they really sink into it is like the fact that people are against him and it like he's a superhero people are against them. And the <laughs> F you crossjack, F you like everywhere <laughs> his Uber, the one there's Uber one driver. Uber driver in a small town. <laughs> it's great. And uh, so I had like uh, suggested this because I heard good things about it, but I hadn't read it. And so sometimes when you do something like this, you're like, Josh, read it. And like Josh will get started before I even do it. And so Joshua got started and he was like, oh, I think we could talk about this. And so then yeah. I was like, oh, good. Like, I, I would hate it. Because so, sometimes we, we do have those issues. Like, ah, I don't know. Like, either for yeah. me or you. And, uh, and then, so the, when I know you've read something first, I always read it with a an eye for like what part what, hooked what part hooked what up part did Josh and I have? think uh, the first couple of pages is that once you f- figure out that it's an Uber driver and he has to pull back and be like did you call me I was like <laughs> all right I think we got Josh on this one <laughs> I and, think this is and it's just, just it's that sort of like I, the small town bits are the parts I love the most it might be because I grew up in, in a, a small, small town, town yeah but I do love that like because. I, I will never go like, I'm not, I'm in a point in my life where like, when I go back to my small town, my parents don't live there anymore. Um, so I wouldn't go back and stay with my parents. I'm also in my forties now, but I can imagine like going back in my early, you know, I, you know, I, I'm always curious. There was, my parents were still living in Michigan when my first marriage ended. Right. And I was 27, 26 years old. And I'm always curious, like, what would have happened had, like, I can imagine. It would have been like a a rom-com. Right? It's like a dumb Hallmark movie. It's a stupid, but it's this. It's going back into town and it's a, hey, hot shot, you left and look like you're back, huh, college boy? Yeah. And then seeing the guy who used to, like, uh, be in your math class and he's running the uh, Christmas train store. It's just, it's, it's that part got me. That's the part that I was, I'm really interested in is this sort of hometown, his relationship with his parents, I think is really interesting. And I think they can, right? I think that they can sink more into that. I think that is yes. something they can yeah. do more. And I will also say this is very hallmarky yeah. because like his ex-girlfriend is married to the sheriff, but is also, Oh my know, God. A, and at the end, it's so when runs comes, a bakery, but she's the bad guy. Yeah. Right? But when like, he like, it's, it's also like very like anti-hero, like compelling when like he becomes the hero again, and you're like, okay, you're kind of redeeming yourself. And as he's giving his, like, I think I'm redeeming myself. I think I know what I'm supposed to do speech. He's, yeah. he's messing up again. Like he's yeah, yeah. Sl- and, sleeping with her. Yeah. And so I, I really, I think those are the parts that I find the most interesting. The part that I'm not super interested in is the, the superhero part of it. The part where like camo commander is taking the super, this, there's this organization taking superpowers away from people. That's the least. That, that feels like the boys. It feels, that feels more like what uh, they were doing with the boys, you know, like we're genetically alternating things and it's going to be like, and then we're creating these superpowers. Yeah. But it's like also like vulgar. That feels like the boys. So let let's let's talk about art because it's always something we talk about. We get two different artists in this one. Um we get uh our boys straight stray dogs. Yeah, stray dogs doing so we've got 
the stories where it takes place in Farmington. So the modern time stuff is done by Tony Fleeks. And then the third gen, third gen, not fourth gen, third gen art is done well, by no, Tim fourth Seed. Fourth gen is the, is the, the is team. The project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the sort of like this artwork that we're getting, we're getting two different artists. What do you, what did you think about the main stories art? To me, uh, it looked, it looked a lot like, uh, that Texas blood a little yeah. bit, but a little more cartoony, right? It did. The coloring was really good. The facial acting was good. Um, I really did enjoy that artwork. I thought it well, was a really, was I thought it was done really well. What we've seen from Tony before is like his stray dog stuff, which is dogs, right? And yeah, and he like does my little pony and stuff like that. So he's used to writing like these cart, drawing these cartoony kind of characters. So you don't get to see a lot of human beings interacting on here. So it's like, all right, what's going to happen when you draw human anatomy? Which is always probably a, a tricky thing if you're used to doing creatures. And I yeah. thought it was great, and you nailed it. It does feel like that Texas blood, especially the whole Uber, like, local people. Yeah, but just a little more a little more cartoony, right? Yeah. Like, not much, not much, but the line work is not as thick as um, Sean Phillips' son. Is yeah. it Jason, Jacob Phillips? Or Joe? it's not as hatchy as, like, uh, Southern Bastards. Right, right. But it feels that sort of style. And I think he hits that hometown color palette really well. It feels really good. The character acting is really good. What did you think about the, the third gen art? The, the, yeah, the, the third gen stuff art? was good because I even felt when he was doing different issues of it, thir the third gen stuff changed a little bit. Like, like his third gen stuff, every time you got to it, it always looked a little bit different in itself. Like almost like a different artist was drawing it. And so that was kind of fun. Like sometimes it was sexier and sleeker. Sometimes it felt very much more animated, like it was pulled out of a uh, animated television show, uh, cartooning almost. Um, and so I thought the contrast fit perfectly with it. Agreed. And it, it made I... it made me feel like I was getting. It made me feel like more bang for the buck, honestly, in these single issues. Yes. I think you got this sort of two stories and I think he does a lot of those nineties poses and nineties sort of like aesthetic comic booky things very well. Even the coloring looks like spawn. Like yeah. I'm looking at issue. I don't even know what issue this is, but it looks more a local man issue three when they're doing the, the, the back matter stuff. And it's with the demons and the angels, like the coloring looks like spawn coloring, right? It right. feels like the color palette works really well. Um, I, it was a very, I, I really appreciated sort of the, the juxtaposition between the two to use a big fancy word. But then there's one issue where like, it looks like they're in the savage land. And that was really like, I love that. I love that. That's, that's my favorite gen uh, fourth gen uh, side issue. Is when they're yeah. on the, that planet. Yeah, I thought that. Well, that's your one where it's the the love triangle really mm -hmm. hits its. That that's its that's drive. really what solidified me with this of being like, oh, I'm enjoying this too. No, I think they got something here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it, it was all. I thought it was all done really well. I think I like the. I mean, just the purpose of the art itself. Well, I, I think I appreciate the art for Farmington better because it's 
just because the other one is doing a 90s style and I don't love that style. But how much fun is it to do those character designs based oh, yeah. on what 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 has been, you know? Well, I thought the the last issue, the training day issue where With it the, is the Yeah. where it is the new characters, right? Who they take the powers from. So Peekaboo, Seascape, Meltdown, Honey Bee. The, yeah, yeah. The Slick King Bee. The Slick is the funniest one. Like he's yeah. just greasy. Greasy. Like but like the the girl mentions like uh, when she's talking about the things they need, they need someone who can do like non electric components and like yeah. So all these characters are gonna be uh, powers are gonna be required for it. Yeah, his po- his power oil. <laughs> like, just... and he's always pulling his hair back. <laughs> right, and he's this outfit is so wonderfully nineties. Like it's all very nineties. Like meltdown has that sort of like punk girl energy right it's it's a very like when we tried to make teenagers what they looked like yeah it's know? like when they did uh, uh generation x in like the mid yeah you know yeah uh, but i thought both art styles are really good they serve the purpose i think that 90s style uh is fr- from tim seeley is just it's it does what it needs to do and it gives you that that sort of nostalgia yeah without looking t- too much like jim lee well, I also think where life felt right. Yeah. Like he, you could have gone so over the top. Yeah. You could have aped Jim Lee or aped Lifefield so hard. Yep. But I think that their goal and again like is leaned into like what we now criticize, like feet, right? And pockets. but they didn't. Yeah, but they yeah, didn't. Yeah. Right? Like because I don't think the they purpose of this is too not. Much. Yeah. yeah, the purpose is not to make fun of or poke at or to do satire of it. It's a loving sort it's of like join. nod. It's a join. Yeah. It. yeah. It's, a, it's a loving nod to it. I'll know? tell you what, as we're wrapping this up, I think, you know, it's always, I think one of my highest compliments, uh, and maybe it's because I read this in single issues too, that might, that might help, uh, is a sense of when we finish a trade, even if it's a new trade, even when I liked the sense of like, oh, I, a lot of, things we talk about, we say, uh, we want more now, like 60 and done, like yeah, get in and get out, like 50 and done, 40 and done, close your book. This book is set up in a way that you could write this for years and years and years. And as long as you put the same amount of love and affection as, as they're doing in there, I think there's no limit to how long they could take this local man story for. Yeah, I think you could. I th- I think the 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 idea because you always have an option to like go. Well, let's mine something from the past that really didn't happen, right? right. Because it's but let's let's like let's steal an idea or or take an idea from you know any of these other properties and and just tweak it enough to go like oh that's very nineties. Let's do yeah. that, right? Um, so I th- I think that's a really there's, interesting. there's I something right. ironic about what we talked about like our engagement with image comics last time about just being yeah. like in the middle of kind of nowhere and b- picking up these larger life stories and then yeah. we were local kids buying these getting into this big image fantastical world with all these characters yeah. and international espionage and outer space and then they're they're bringing it back to us like they're yeah. taking that image characters and bringing them back into minnesota michigan <laughs> that little know. tiny small town yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but I I really thought it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. It is one of those things where like, you know, I probably won't read the single issues as they come out, but I'll look for the next trade. Right. Well, like, I, I, I I pulled the first five because I knew that was the first trade, and I saw they had six, 
And they're very reasonably priced as singles, people. If oh, like, like one ninety nine right now yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that, the volume will be out before before we do this, so that the single issues might go up to help offset the volume price. But it was very reasonable for five issues, like ten bucks for like five issues. Yeah, I also think the other the other piece of this ends up being like I don't even think the next one was issue six. I think it was like a a special issue. Oh, really? Right? Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I don't. I don't think it was issue six. I think it was like a um, oh stopgap issue. Now I have to look it up really quick. Local man, I feel just like a local god when I'm with the boys. Yeah, no, it was yeah. like local man gold or something like oh, that. Okay, so I got like a fun. So remember, probably, remember, like that would be interesting to check out too, because you know they're gonna find a clever way to bring in some like events or things. Well, like and that. the cover looked like um, the oh man, was it Image Comics that did the gold? It feels valiant. The foil. No, it was like they did a different color. It was like gold, and then it had like the gold banner around it. Um, yeah, so it feels very much like the perfect jumping on point for new readers and a must have for old school image heads this summer. We're, we're going for the gold. So it's literally, okay, like I'm, well, I'm going to buy that one. I'm a gonna 41, buy 41 page oversized. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to buy that tonight. It looks like that. a Nexus cover. I think that's what it's trying to be is now I gotta, now I gotta look up Josh. Nexus. I think you know this yeah. about me, uh, but I'm going to reiterate for things. I'm a bit of a bath boy. I like a good bath. I like to lounge yep. in a bath, and sometimes I'll read my iPad in my bath. I'm going to hang up this call. We're going to, I mean, uh, you're going to leave my house, uh, and uh, uh, I'm going to crawl in that bathtub. I'm going to download me a 40 page Local Man Gold Edition, and I'm just going to enjoy myself. That's and I, and I, th- it, but I, but I, I tell you, that's, that's kind of a thing. And so this, um, I went comic book diving yesterday because it's the three day weekend. I had some time and I'm like, I got to get out of the house. So I went to the, I went to a local comic shop and then just dove through back issues. Cause they were having a back issue. Sale. Shout out the shop. Uh, adventure, uh, strange adventures in uh, Gilbert. So I went there, a newer comic shop, went through the bins and there's three things I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking for animal. I'm looking to do my Morrison animal man run to get all of my Grell uh, Green Arrow in singles and then Justice League Europe. Those are my, those are my things that I'm looking for. But I ran across like all of these like wildcats and stuff like that. I didn't pick them up because I was like, I don't need those single issues floating around my house. But as I was flipping through them, I'm like, oh, I remember that. I remember like just, just going through because there was a pile of like image issues, $1 a piece, right? And all so these like things. in your head because you saw them everywhere. They're ubiquitous. Yeah. And yeah. I owned them, right? Yeah. I owned a bunch of them. I, I, remember... I still have them in my long boxes, I'm sure. There you go. There you go. I got rid of all my long boxes when I moved to Arizona. So I don't have any of that stuff. But I had I, yeah. all of it. Yeah. All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, we didn't do favorite panels and we didn't do who we recommend this to. But I really, if you have a soft spot or a, a memory of 90s image comics, check it out. I think it's worth your time because you're an older person hey, are now. are you over 35? And you yeah, are you over 35? Do you remember nineties image comics? Do you like, do you need to, to see that again, but with a more modern take on it and kind of a a modern storytelling and not always be as bombastic. This is, this is the book for you. It's a little taste of nineties 
you get a little flashback, but you also get modern comic book sensibility and, and writing in it. Check it out. Uh, you can find the, this, the show over at comicexposure.com. We've got show notes, all that stuff. You can see past episodes. You can also find us on your favorite uh, podcast app. Write us, uh, you know, review us, rate us, like us, follow us, whatever you do on those things. Um, and then tell your friends about it. Have them tune in. And that's, that's all I got. Travis, what's the next book up is Spy Superb. By Matt Kent is the Spy next Superb book. Spy Superb is going to get us Spy through September Superb. before we get into our spooky, spooky month. I think we got. I think we got. We'll probably do two spooky books. I think in yeah. October. So we got to find them two spooky books. And folks, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next trade.